0: guys, welcome back to another episode of Vinyl Divers. I am your host, Anthony Mullen. Thank you for tuning in. If you're a returning listener, subscriber, or follower, I don't know, any of the above, Uh, thank you if you're a new listener, subscriber, or follower, hopefully all of the above. And I'm going to tell you, you know what, real quick, after you're done, uh, actually no, not real quick, after you're done with this episode, if you can do something for me, share it to a friend that you think would like it or head over to the Instagram post or the Facebook post where you found this link and tag them in it. You know, just one friend. That's it. You wanna, we want to get some more followers for Vinyl Divers on the Facebook group, really, uh, because like this week's episode, I'm going to try and start pushing polls to let people vote on what episode, on what album they would like me to record instead. Um, so, you know what? No, take a moment after the episode or while you're listening to this, head over to Facebook, Vinyl Divers Podcast head over to the instagram Um, the polls are gonna be done more on the facebook side so if you want to do and participate more of those head over there Um, i'm gonna work with matt and figure out a good way to build a nice solid bracket system because if you haven't uh, followed matt's content for panel discussion retro pop they actually do some really really good uh brackets that him and johnny work on with like the golden girls or the pizza hut um you know some stuff like that I'd say check over, uh, check out the Facebook pages because some good polls and brackets are going to come up to help determine what some future episodes would be, and I would like you guys to be a part of it. Uh, I had a couple votes on this week's, so I'm honoring it. I'm thinking I'm going to do uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. As no spoiler, you guys clicked on the episode. You obviously knew what I knew what I was going to be talking about, but uh, I think I'm going to talk about Red Hot Chili Peppers instead of uh, today's episode uh, next time. So. You know, if your winning album doesn't get picked, probably you'll do it in the following week. So you guys, uh, a couple weeks from now, we're going to do Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication. But today we're not. And before we get into today's album, I have to do another two pushes. The first one, I want to let you all know, is uh, is a podcast. All right, first off, actually, before we get into it, I'm going to just kind of brief you all. So I'm a hardcore nerd. I'm a geek. And uh, if you don't know me personally, you know, divers, now you do know me. I, uh. Hardcore geek, played D&D and stuff like that when I can on the side. And a couple weeks ago, I actually was able to be featured and be a guest dungeon master for Greg's show. Um, Greg from the panel discussion has a podcast called The Podcasters, like, you know, casting magic. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Really funny. And um, I was able to be a guest dungeon master for it. I'm going to tell you, it was really fun and really cool, and it makes me want to do it more and more. And we're going to figure out if I'm going to be doing more on uh, the podcasters as a guest dungeon master. I know that I have a mini arc coming up, but who knows after that. But, um, you know, my episode kind of took a little bit more of a darker, more matured content direction. And we're going to figure out how that's going to work out moving forward. But you know what? It'll be a fun, uh, fun time when I'm on, you know, in the DM chair. So if you're a fan of that stuff. If you're not i'm sorry for the past 30 seconds that i've been plugging this but if you are a fan of it head over to our uh, website at bicbp-radio.com click the link uh, for podcasters and you know check out the first episode where greg ran a great session taking place in world war ii on the beaches of normandy um, and then check out the second episode which i ran with a uh, group of friends ragtag team in my home brewed session world where uh you know the 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 lines of necromancy were blurred a little too scary Uh uh-huh and put me at ease put me at unease but yes besides that the last thing i would like to push i'm gonna share just a little taste of it with you not even like the 30 second clips i'm just gonna share just enough of a clip just a little bit to tease you is uh zeke from the you break it you pod it podcast is in a band I'm pretty sure I've talked about them and told you guys about their music coming up and their shows. And I know I've shared their work and their videos and their songs on my Instagram and Facebook and on the network. But the other week they were able to put out right before the new year ended, they dropped an EP. Zeke's band, the Rippertons, dropped the Rippertons EP. I'm going to tell you guys, this has got this wicked sound of like, you know, beach rock, surf punk with like some oldies, um, sixties dance hall kind of like slow vibes. Like it, it's got a unique taste to it. This this album is very unique and very not personalized, but it's very um hard to fit it into one specific genre because there's influences that you could see from all over. It uh definitely feels like it'd be played on a beach at night or maybe like a dance. Um, like a school dance setting, but it also has some like slower take songs, but then there's also some up your poppy, your kind of like a little punky or grungy on, uh, not grunge, but like crunch to it. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, I personally, I love their, the last song on this EP, uh, waiting on you. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. And uh, actually the one I'm going to share with you just a bit is, I also really love, it is uh, the one that kicks it off called kill the one and actually features our man Zeke. Singing out that you said not to waste my time. So, uh, that was just a bit of a taste. Uh, I plan to do an actual full-on episodes regarding uh, the Tens moving forward. I'm going to try and see if I can reach out and get, you know, maybe some, of that, maybe some of them will call in and see what's up. You know, talk on this. But, I'm telling you guys, if you're out in Cali and you're able to, please head over and support them. Um, check them out. They just dropped some vinyl. You know, like, you know you want to snag one of them? It's completely worth it. And this is a band that, you know, I say support local, but... When I say support local, I don't mean just Buffalo local. I mean support your local band, support the small indie guys trying to get up there. Because I mean, you never know. You'll be like that. You'll be that real big fish, that band that nobody wanted, nobody was there for. And then the minute they sign you, you blow up. You never know who they are. You know, I've I've got friends in other in bands all around from all over the country, and these are one guy, these is one band that I wish you know I'd be able to. I wish it was easier for me to head over, head out. <clears throat> say that again. I wish that it was easier for me to be able to get up and head out and see them play live. And I it's hard. I can't just do that. So if you're out in the area, please head on out there. Check them out. Let them know that, you know, Anthony from the network sent you. Let them know that Anthony from Vinyl Divers. so that's how you heard about us. Just let them know. Go listen to You Break It, You Pot It. Get a feel for Zeke and Drew, his friend. Um, Drew is not in the band. Drew is an artist. Go check out his work. Also at I underscore Drew underscore Lopez. Or, you know, you break it, you pot it. Find Drew from there. Support his art. Badass pins. Badass art. Anyway, um, the Rippertons. This band is killer, and I love them. This is a great song. I've been listening to this album back and forth. Uh, I definitely have to do a uh, a breakdown of it. I'm gonna do a uh, at first, and I can't really do a first impressions. I wish I would have, but I'll do a nice breakdown, a deep dive on them in the coming of weeks. Um, as I said, I have the next couple weeks planned out. And we'll get in a schedule. Um, but, you know, if, if you're not able to go out and see them and you still want to support them, please go to Spotify, go to iTunes, download their albums, give them the listens to, give them the shares. And then head over to their Instagram at TheRippertons. Follow them. Get them on Facebook. All the good stuff, guys. I mean, this is just, you know, it's, it's kind of just standard now. But I want you guys all to legitimately take it seriously. But all of that aside... We're going to get moving in the direction of today's episode. Oh, my God. So much to say. Uh, Today's episode is one that I wish, you know, there's times I prepare more. I prepare better for other artists, other bands. And then there's ones that I think I know what I'm going to talk about. And I go in kind of just doing a little bit of searching and I'm like, oh, wait, there's so much more I should, but I can't. Because it, it would be a different take on this episode, and it would have to be highly intense and highly uh, researched at a greater level than I would have planned for. Because this album that we're talking about today has so much history, character. There's so much, like, a bit of a side story of a background of how it came to be. There's a, a musical that was came out of the album. There has been two, uh, there's a full story arc throughout it, like, for real. So, when I did the initial poll at the end of last week's and I said, uh, red hot chili peppers, californication, or meatloaf's bad out of hell, I meant my impression on the full album of just musically. I wasn't talking about the story, the in-depth, background to it. And I'm learning now that, hey, that's gonna take a full on album of dedicate or full on episode of dedication and research to really give a full deep dive look. To look at the actual making and the production of this album, because there is some content to it, and that's what I'm not getting into today. Today is just going to be impressions and feelings and takes on the music and the song. It's the songs themselves. I have the lyrics pulled up as well, so I'm going to read through some certain parts of lyrics. I'm going to give my opinions on the songs and the feels of the actual music itself. So I'm not going into the actual album album breakdown. This is more or less a taking the the, the the songs as music, not as like the actual history and content behind it. Which I after reading and starting to read through it, it, it made me really open my eyes of what else I want to give and um share with you guys. So that's to come. But right now, uh man let's get into it because we're going into meatloafs, bad out of hell. So guys, uh, I'm going to tell you, this is uh, this is one hell of an album, and my exposure to Meatloaf and this CD or cassette, depending on, I, I really can't remember when I remember seeing it first, because my journey to Meatloaf is a little weird. I mean, I know Paradise by the Dashboard Light. I feel like it's one of those songs of uh, kind of who doesn't know that song. It's kind of like uh, Sweet Caroline. Kind of like um, Piano Man. Everyone knows that song. It's a very good karaoke bar song. It's just one of those songs that, you know, people can sing to, people can dance to, and um, I don't know really dancing, but, you know, it's just a good song. People know that. I mean, I know that song, but I don't really know when I was exactly introduced to Meatloaf as the artist. I mean, I remember the CD, Bad Outta Hell. I remember uh, Bad Outta Hell 2. Not listening to them. You know, I remember I knew them as a kid, uh, growing up because my stepmom had them in the C D visor in her car when I was growing up. My stepdad had them uh in the cassette um holder above uh where we used to have par saw where we used to have part of the uh weightlifting equipment growing up. But I don't remember when I first listened to Meatloaf. Meatloaf. It was uh I mean even if they had other songs that I listened to I guess I never really recognized them as meatloaf songs. No one ever really pointed out to me. You know, as a kid, if I would have heard Guns N' Roses, you no, know, I distinctly would have known Guns N' Roses. I don't think I probably would have distinctly pointed out meatloaf songs unless I was listening to it, and now, you know, if I listen to it now, maybe i would be like, oh, duh, I can hear him. I, I recognize his voice. But I, re- I guess that's what I'm trying to get to say, is that I don't remember when I started recognizing his voice. I remember recognizing Meatloaf and Bad Out of Hell. I knew that was... I just knew that was associated. I didn't know that they were sequels or if they were, or were not sequels. Um, I can tell you, I didn't know two shits. I mean, I didn't even know that paradise was from bad out of hell until I think I was, you know, not a teenager, but like a preteen, I don't know, like 11, 12 years old where I remember like one day I was uh, messing with the CDs in my stepmom's car and I took Bad out of hell and I was just flipping through it. Cause I knew there was one song and I liked on it. I liked, and I didn't realize it was what song it was. I didn't realize it was paradise until I clicked, I was like, Oh wait, I know this song and then that was that. So maybe that's one of the first times I associated Meatloaf with Paradise. But um and I consciously kind of acknowledged that this was that song. It wasn't like that one, like, oh what was it? What was it? It's no, I know it. And I'll tell you I don't know if it's I don't think it's bad thing because, you know, I never really had to listen to this song before but or listen to this album before, but now that I have it's like, oh shoot I've been, I have been missing out on a nice this is some good music. It's something different this whole album it doesn't have this um I mean you're first looking at the album cover with the guy riding out of the the split in the earth on the motorcycle with the devil in the back the statue looking over him. it looks all creepy and hellish like which which is pretty badass. And, um, you would think, I would at first glance think that this was going to be some heavy rock, like metal thinking this came out in like the eighties. Come to find out "Bad out of hell dropped out on, uh, October 21, 21st, 1977 from uh Cleveland international or Epic records. So definitely wasn't expecting that. that is definitely a little bit ahead of its time for the rock look. I mean, I guess maybe, you know, like black Sabbath was kind of pushing that stuff and Ronnie and like Dio was trying to do that too with like, you know, the devil and everything. But like full on, like on the album covers, like this looks like a pretty dark album cover to be putting out. So I definitely see where the, uh, you know, rock and roll vibe can come from. It and the music throughout the entire album, really good. There isn't a bad song on this. I'd say um, this is a definitely a. Um, I, I read it in one of the articles I was reading, and it makes sense because it states how this is one album that can be, it can't be times time stamped it's got a lot of influences it sounds or what you can see where it it was built from but there's definitely a um something that was you know like this album was definitely unique and special when it came out because i don't think i could really pinpoint and say well this is a this is definitely rock because it really isn't i mean it's got a lot of blues influences throughout it there's some nice jazz uh rock portions there's even some nice just piano, just vocal portions and like with orchestra and band music behind it. And then there's one where, you know, it sounds more like a you know, kinda of like doo You know, or not doo It sounds um also like a show tune to- yeah, show tunes, like kinda of like Frankie valli ish. Um with the with uh some like you know, some like I don't want to say fifties, but like I don't know, sixties maybe. I don't know where I'm trying to pull it from. The one song I'll p- point it out when I get to it. But this whole album has got a nice flow, a good take. It's got a nice progression of a rise and a structure. Um, I, I really love this album, or not this um i I do love, I do like this saw uh, this album. But I really like this song. Um, you know, I really do. There is a bit of it that I'm loving it. Um, there's a line that I love. Oh, it's, oh like a, like a bad out of hell. I'll be gone when the morning comes. And I just, I really love how it just, it just. You know, like this song, it it makes me wonder why this song wasn't as popular or maybe it just wasn't as played as much as um, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. Bad Out of Hell, the sirens are screaming and the fires are howling way down in the valley tonight. There's a man in the shadows with a gun in his eye and the blade shining oh so bright. I guess it's just some catchy shit and just, you know, it was written by um, Jim Steinman, real quick. Hold on, let me pull that. let me see that real quick. Yeah, the songs were written by uh Jim Steinman, which uh from what I did a little bit of researching, it looks like this album which I'm going to go deeper in on, and this is why was that this album was inspired or the songs were what was coming out of a play or a musical that he was writing. There was kind of be like a futuristic Peter Pan called Neverland. It there was like a whole like it was meant to be a production in a musical and through Jim Steinman knowing meatloaf from working together and touring with a musical where meatloaf was an understudy on it just kind of spawned this friendship and this whole music of writing and just creating content and it's like this that's i think it maybe gets that show swing tunes that show uh not swing uh that show uh the musical pop to it and it's uh no it's kind of catchy but it has a nice a little bit heavier edge, like a bat out of hell. I'll be gone. when the morning comes when the night is over, like a battle of bat out of hell. I'll be gone, gone, gone. And this song really just gives a nice way for meatloaf to kind of really accentuate and vocalize and really push and like get a nice, like out of his, like, oh, this like nice, like yelping range where he gets to really just really push down and be heavy on his vocals. It's strong. It really pushes and fucking just kicks through. Um, And the lyrics are even less really fucking nice too. And really strong. What is, I like it. Uh, like a sinner before the gates of hell, I'll be, I'll come crawling on back to you. And you can definitely feel like there's a sexual tension throughout the lyrics. And I feel like a lot of the songs are about that, you know, that primate, uh, urge. And it's got that very much of that, you know, this teenager boy vibe. And, you know, he's with the woman and, uh, you know, paradise by Dash dashboard lights kind of tells its own little story. And I feel like that has a little bit of a reoccurring theme throughout all these songs. These are some really good music, some really good songs. And I'm going to tell you better to hell on this album. Phenomenal. Um, I will say real quick going in, I wish I had this on vinyl. I'm going to have to be picking it up on vinyl because I'm going to need the first one and second one, because that one's coming in a few months. But I'll tell you, um, Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, I'll tell you. uh, The second song is definitely one that I remember as a kid, as it is called You Took the Words Right Out of My Mouth. On a hot summer night, would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? Will he offer me his mouth? Yes. Will he offer me his teeth? Yes. Will he offer me his jaw? Will he offer me his hunger? Yes. Again? Will he offer me his hunger? Yes. And will he starve without me? Yes. And does he love me? So, I know this song because I do remember the intro as a kid. Um, it was a little <laughs> um, creepy and off-putting, I guess, as a kid. Um, it just felt a little weird. Oh, What happened to my volume? Something bumped something. Shit all right um i remember the song as a kid uh being in the car popping on the cd and just as i was trying to find paradise by the dashboard lights i remember hearing the song because i knew there was some talking or something in the beginning and it was just one of the ones trying to get to i remember it was just really kind of you know just unsettling it has this creepy vibe to it but the song kicks in after this whole monologue between um this man asking the woman about if she would uh if she would give her throat to the to the wolf with the red roses and uh even like where he like his voice where he kind of goes i bet you say all that to the boys like where he says that all like really like quiet and just like just faintly it just is off settling and then uh the music kicks in and it's like this like it's got like the 70s vibe to it kind of like cliche like would you like 70s i don't know how best i describe it um let me bump the volume and see where the song's at so if you could hear a taste of it so yeah as i said um as i just had layer it kind of has this like really 70s vibe which would fit because you know the album came out in 77 uh it's you know right in place with that but it it's even got like this weird like organdy sound i'm sorry not organdy it has an it has this organ playing which has its like effect sounds with the keyboards playing behind it and it gets really subtle and soft and i really like um where is it uh the hook where it says you took the words right out of my mouth um oh my god where does he start singing this oh yeah. So with any sings, and then you took the words right out of my mouth. It must have been while you were kissing me. You took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, I swear it's true. I was just about to say I love you, and it. You know this. You know me. I love. I'm a sap for the love story and this like little happy song. So it's kind of creepy having them say having the song come come on playing right after the you know, the dialogue with the wolf of the moon and the woman saying yes, and it was just you know. I love the. I like the song. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I don't know if I like it more than "Bad Out of Hell," but it has a nice, like, odd, odd feeling, odd vibe to it. But yet, it still has this, you know, kind of a some some re, re, some uh replaying tendencies. That I would prefer this one. I think too. Like, I really do like the song. It's a nice one. Um, you know, the the organs are always in the. I'm sorry, not even the organs. What I want to say is one thing that I always love is how music and songs kind of. Throw a different layer of value to it. Play more than just a generic band and throughout this whole album. It isn't a band playing, I feel. It's not, uh, you know, I can tell you, you listen to it. It's not just a drummer bass guitar. It's not like a set group. This is definitely an orchestrated album that was written and composed together. And certain songs feel more tighter than others in the sense of like a like a smaller group. And then certain songs feel more theatric and more grandioso And this one's got a kind of more, you know, smaller piece setting to it feels to me, but it has this, you know, this sweet uplifting, but it's still not a minor key. Maybe it's in a different mode where like Mixolydian or something where it's really kind of throwing me off, but it's got like this like nice upbeat lifting where the, um, one of my favorite things is at the end of the song, the instruments all cut out and they just keep this clapping going while they're singing. And it's just got this like liftingness with the melody is just feeling a little somber at times but yet it still isn't a very like major key and it's, i don't know how they're playing that and the way it is working is really good i love it and you know i like this song it's a good uh it's a good it's a good uh, transition from bad out of hell from the dialogue into this into the next song which i do like and it's called heaven can wait so from bad out of hell into you took the words out of my, right out of my mouth from the um breakdown of the band leaving this is definitely i could see the uh i could see the pluses to listening this on a medium other than digital where it just cuts from one track to the next this is definitely meant to be played as a long play or from on a cassette format where it just fades and picks up and goes because the way the last songs really and it just feels like a conclusion and a wrap-up and then it's kind of like the piano breaks through and it's really kind of sad and melodic and the piano is really playing with it and meatloaf like his voice is his voice of singing style starts to change a little bit and it becomes even a little bit more breathier and you feel this empathy and this really sadness in his in his voice but yet it's kind of like this pushing through and as even right now as you can hear it it kind of starts to pick up a little bit and i really really like this is a very nice for first side on a vinyl. I was uh, checking on was it Discogs that uh, the first side A, the first A side goes from "Bad Out of Hell." Took the words right out of my mouth. Having can wait and all revved up. So like this is all one side still, even with the whole nine tra- nine minute intro track. Like this has been a very killer build up, and I'm really, really, really. Uh, you you can see how it's written and orchestrated kind of like a nice flow of a wave and uh you know it's not bad you know heaven can wait it even has this nice right here you can hear um at times the strings will start to pick up and that's what i said before like it just feels like certain songs are more with an orchestra or a bandful behind which i was reading that uh i guess the east the i know i'm gonna butcher it and i'm sorry guys the the bruce spring street Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band um, actually helped out and was a backing for some of the songs where you hear saxophone and that like I said there's a lot of like behind the story behind the scenes knowledge and the song definitely uh, definitely still is again a continuous transition uh, of a climax from a building and a growing change from the previous songs to where it's go- where it's going with all revved up and uh, you'll see right here. I'm gonna tell you guys. Um, out of all of these songs, this is one of my favorite. I really do uh, love this like jazz rock blues swing that kind of comes in with it, and it's still like got this upbeat with this nice uh, drum kit where it's like it's got this nice freaking stomp beat going where you are just going, you're just tr- uh, trekking with it. I would love like this would be fun if I was playing or improving with. Like this would be a fun song that if I had a group of friends that were all. That could all get together and play together with different instruments. This would be one that I think would be awesome with everyone could just kinda of get in on with the with the keys and the guitars and just all kind of all changing. And then you could just picture the drummer in the background, just freaking just keeping it going. And it's got this stomp that's like Listen, we're not done yet. It's not done yet. So keep going. And I'ma tell you, it is a uh, driving force, especially a great way to come out of um, having can wait. Like, you know, a great build up out of it uh you know heaven can rate it was a great uh slower song that showed a great vocal range on him there but now this is kind of a break loose uh, kind of like all right you you heard what was before but this is where we're at now and we're going to kind of pick it up a little bit we want to give you a little something more and this is uh this is an awesome song and i really like the way the pre-chorus even fades into the chorus is this nice build up with the guitar and uh you know the chorus is but every saturday night I felt the fever grow. Do you know what it's like, all revved up with no place to go? Do you know what it's like, all revved up with no place to go? Um, I mean, I could take that. I could take that a few different ways, uh, whether it be in a, a sexual way or just, you know, kind of a someone is lost and kind of like, you know, Saturday night they want to do something. They're, they're all energetic. They're all revved up. They want to go do something. Want to? They have there's something to do, but they have nowhere to go. You know, they felt the fever. Uh, Felt that fever grown, if the fever, you know, maybe is in reference to the the burning feeling to, to do something or if it's more of a, you know, a, I don't know, the the lust for someone that he likes that, he, you know, because in a, later in the song, he the singer references about being um, in the pre-course, he goes, uh, well, I was out on the prowl down by the edge of the track and like a son of a jackal, I'm the leader of a pack, you know, I mean, the way I'm taking this is kind of either, you know, again, Kids out and about trying to figure out what to do. He's out and about in the city, you know, looking around. Or if you take him as kind of like the single, the single guy or the single boy teenager, and he, you know, he's trying to find a woman or find a girlfriend or find something. You know, he's kind of like, you know, he's out in the prowl, kind of like a predator style, which now kind of gets a little creepy because make that relationship of the son of a jackal back to the wolf um, with the red roses and the woman. You know offering herself over to that so you see that kind of a correlation build up and if you check um, if, you, if you see it on vinyl and you have it on that this is the way the side a concludes so there even is a still a consistent rise and fall of a story narrative and I really really just I completely underestimated this album. When I went into this, like I felt like, I, I don't know, the more I'm listening to it now, it just makes me feel like, wow, how did I not hear this more as a kid? Like, how was I not exposed to this sooner and really giving this album a full-on look? I'm telling you guys, there's going to be like a full-on, like, three-parter that has to come out of this episode. This is just the touching and grazing the surface of an album and an artist that really should be explored Um i know last october i planned to do a rocky horror show but i'm telling you next year like this year there's gonna be rocky horror they're gonna have a meatloaf month it's gonna be fucking phenomenal uh but anyway real quick before we get to the next song on side b we're gonna insert a quick commercial right here 730 at night and usually you wouldn't mind walking home but it's the middle of winter so at 730 at night it gets a lot darker than it does in the summer and you're scared the streets pitch black there's only one light and it's at the end near your house you can't help thinking that you're being followed that someone's behind you that something's, someone is whispering something into your ears. Telling you something creepy, something horror, something about real life that you can't explain, that they can't really explain. But apparently, there is a way too. Something that sends chills to your bone, something that makes you think maybe I should sleep with the light on tonight. You know what that thing is? The History Creeps Podcast, brought to you by the BICBP Network. Alright guys, and we're back from that commercial. Uh, Honestly, I don't know what commercial I inserted it uh, pre- pre-editing uh before editing so whatever one that commercial was go get at them support their show support their content or if it was a movie music one go check out movie music we'll figure this out moving forward i want to plan out commercials moving ahead um i just wrote commercial as a note i'm like all right cool commercial we'll figure this out in post don't worry about it guys but hey welcome back that was an awesome commercial and uh we have side b left of Meatloaf's Battle to Hell from 1977, October 21st. Uh, Epic or Cleveland Cleveland International Records. Um, man, the first side definitely is a kicker. Like, it really has some fucking oomph to it, and I love it. Like, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal album. Uh, really good. It's really p- It's really picking up to be one of my favorite of the year so far. It really is. I'll tell you, I've been having it uh, go through and playing on repeat throughout the past week or two. I've uh, I've had actually Meatloaf stuck in my head for the past two weeks, really. Both bad out of uh, not bad out of hell, both with uh, Paradise and I would do anything for love because uh, the side story thing I'm writing for for another con- piece of content that I'm working on uh i'm writing like a side story including a vampire and i had some inspiration like ah you know kind of how meatloaf was in everything i would do for uh i would do anything for love the music video that kind of idea that mysterious kind of hidden vampire look and i've just been listening to it since which is why I kind of you know it spawned the uh, to want to break down and kind of this album a little bit of a look at but I'll tell you the first side has been solid a nice grow flow it hasn't stuck to any specific one genre uh I don't know if this album could be dropped out of nowhere now and still be given the same reception. I think, you know, maybe pop music has changed definitely a lot. Uh, I mean, there'd definitely be a crowd for it, but I don't know if it would be still be treated the same. But regardless, no, I, I'm liking it. I, I do want to get it on vinyl. And uh, let me double check. Let's actually live check. What is it going for on Discog? So, oh, Marketplace, 31 on sale for two twenty nine. dollars Oh, shit. Oh fuck! This is a really cheap on. This is really cheap on vinyl then, apparently. Huh? Shit. Yeah, I mean, like it goes from let's let's just look real quick. What's it going for? Two ninety nine, two ninety nine, two ninety nine. Four four euros. Oh shit! Yeah, no, this is like dirt dirt ass cheap used. All right, cool. So I'm gonna definitely have to pick this album up then. I uh, man, sweet. Good day. Day is made. All right, sweet. We're getting into side B and. Side B is kicking off with a nice one called 2 out of 3 ain't bad. told you everything i possibly can there's nothing left inside of me. i this is definitely um reminding me of like you know some nice solid power ballads um I, i'm trying to think of what i what song it reminds me of it just kind of just kind of hit me. I don't know if that's a twelve-string guitar or if it's like a steel-string guitar. Um, I'm getting a very much um, not sticks. Oh my god, what band am I getting? I'm getting the band stuck in my head. Uh, Kansas vibe. I would get very much canvas Kansas vibe. I think it is. If that's what song I'm what song I'm thinking of that it reminds me of, and it's got this nice, uh, this very nice just build up like. Like it's slower, you know, you got this nice drum kicking in, this nice piano pounding, and it's a nice breathe in because, I mean, if you haven't heard the song Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, and that's your next song, you don't want to overdo it right now because the next song is literally a journey on itself. It's like a mini freaking story within this entire album. It could be a standalone, just mini story. And you don't want to give too much before getting into that because that'd be pretty intense and to have this one uh be this really nice little sadder more um poetic piano piece that really really is uh something else and it's not bad it's not my favorite i'll tell you be honest you know it's not my favorite i don't really have much more to say on it other than that um let me actually flip over to my notes do i have any notes made on here yeah Basically all I got is that the strings in the piano make it sound more orchestral uh more orchestrated, which I have been repeating a lot throughout this entire album is that this whole album feels just very composed together and placed in and Jim Simon um did a beautiful job with it. This really is an entire uh this whole album is a great piece, a great work of uh, composition. And it's just a shame that the whole album doesn't get as much light and I guess today's day because, you know, I know Meatloaf was really big and popular and everyone loved him back back when uh first came out with, you know, Bad Out of Hell was phenomenal. I knew he was popular then, but I said to me, I only knew him for a couple songs. I wish I would have known more of him or, or been more exposed to him before because, you know, the rest of the CD isn't bad or the rest of this album, whatever you want to call it, isn't bad. Uh, but now to it, the uh, next song, I know it was a little bit of sudden change. But anyway, next to, uh now to it the next song is uh Paradise by the Dashboard Lights and uh, we're going to talk about this one. So, this is one of those songs that you know, you 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 do know the song. Uh, there is no, I mean, for one, if you do karaoke, you've had to have heard the song. If you've been to, you know, I, I've heard the song at done at weddings. I've heard the song just in the radio. This is one of those songs where. If you're driving throughout Western New York and you hear some idiot shouting at the top of his lungs outside of his car as he's driving the summer, sorry guys, I-, I love this song. This is one that I remember growing up and just singing to. Uh, I memorized this as a kid. I memorized the, the guy's part. I had an, I was ready for this to be a song to sing a chorus growing up. I love this. This is a phenomenal song. Uh, it really has this, it's kind of cool to tell the story about it um where you know it's a guy and the girl kind of hooking up and kind of meet each other going out and now it's you know it's the end of the night and it's kind of like what are we doing and you know kind of like you know guys playing it's like baseball you know he runs through like the base terms of first base he's running second he's going to third oh he's gonna go home and that whole idea and it's just very uh it's fun this catchy upbeat and this killer piano with a guitar uh kind of chugging and it's just like very bluesy but jazzy, very poppy. Like you want to dance to. It. Like you hear it, just like I'm hearing it now, and I'm just like I could feel myself just kind of moving my legs and just kind of swinging to it because I love this song. It makes me want to dance, and um, you know, just really Eddie or <clears throat> not Eddie, uh, from Rocky Horror uh, Meatloaf. His voice is just—he's really just you can see, you can hear him just swinging in his voice, and he's ha- and not happy, but like just powerful and strong and very confident, and it's just it's really pushing through, and it's. Just cutting it and it's you know like a metal on the edge of the knife. It just is really pulling in. And when it goes, come on, oh hold tight, and like those parts, it just is really, really just just like swings you and kind of whips you. Sorry about that. It kind of whips you, uh swings you and whips you out of the song. You're like, Whoa, snap back. And then it comes back over and it kind of does this little slower beat and it just is really, really like a gradual just build 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 and then drop and then build 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 and drop and then it cuts over to the uh female vocalist which is wicked and she kind of she mimics basically what he, uh meatloaf does and uh, what's her name i think her name is evelyn and i I don't have it pulled up um goes ahead and does her part and then um you know like i love a song this is a song that when me and amber are at home in uh you know we don't mind just belting it out like you know shouting shouting at the top of our lungs and singing out is uh is the song we love it this is a fun one it's got that poppy funky little bit quirkiness this bass kind of kicks in um and this is just one that just i don't think this song will ever grow grow old and this is one that will continuously always always be a favorite of my song to sing to learn um I would love to be able to find a way to just have the time and commit it to really put this to memory and just learn this. I would love this on piano, love to learn this on piano. But even if I found a way to kind of transpose this and play this on guitar, it'd be amazing. I would really enjoy that. Um, this is just, I mean, listen, this is the epitome of this entire album. If you've put up with the first five songs and you didn't like any of them, this is the one that if you don't like it, fucking end it now, guys. Like the, I mean, maybe listen to the last song, but, like, this is one of those ones that's it's, got a fucking build. And if you there's nothing pulling at you that's really hooked in and, and really sunk into this, this is the song. And I kind of, I guess, I kind of always pictured that kind of, you know, this I thought this was the climatic. I thought this was the ending of the album when I first saw it or when I first heard this and realized it was a full CD. Like, I was like, oh, man, how are you going to go uh, after this one? And I get it. The last song for Crying Out Loud isn't bad. It's not. It's not a. It's not bad at all. It's got a very nice closure to it, but we're not there yet. And I'll tell you one thing. I really, um, I, I really love it. Uh, the, I'm gonna read it to you. The lyrics at the very, very end, where you know he finally caves in, and it's just the. I just kind of laugh on it now because you're just like, man. I don't want to. I, I can't empathize, but it's just it, you see this this story and turning in this song of a man who. He's kind of going in. He wants one thing from the girl. Finally gets it, and now he's like, yay. But he's already promised himself to her. You know, He loves her to the end of time, and now all he does is he wishes for the end of time because he can't take it any longer. He just says, couldn't take it any longer. Lord, I was crazed, and when the feeling came upon me like a tidal wave, I started swearing to my God in my mother's grave that I would love you to the end of time. I swore that i love you to the end of the time. So now I'm praying for the end of time to hurry up and arrive because he can't spend another minute with her, and – he doesn't want to break his vow but it's like oh my gosh and it's just like I mean, you feel it you feel for him by this point you're just like man he's been fighting he's fighting he's fighting he's got it and oh now he wants out so bad but he won't and it's like oh man i don't know i as i got older and you know more mature as a more mature as a teenager and now as an adult it's just kind of like oh shit song kind of has a different take to take on it as a as I did when I was a young teenager listening to the song. It just, you know, I see it from a different side and different angle now. Uh the 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 wisdom of many, many years upon me. It just has a different look on the song. And I will still say this is one of my favorite songs on the entire album. Uh it shows a plethora of a range of styles that he can sing in. Um and it shows how versatile he has. This whole album has shown how versatile that, you know, meatloaf really is. And you know we live one last song to show that too which is for crying out loud I was lost and you were found and I never so as i had said before this song is a uh i do see why they could put it as, as the last track on the album um after this um gigantic grandioso paradise paradise by the dashboard lights this is one song that um or this is one way to really kind of come out of that and really let a a good breather, kind of like a, and it has this breathiness and this sad and this mournfulness, um, and this very just kind of not sweetness, but I guess a ser, not serenity. It's the not the word I'm looking for. But this just subtleness and this just delicate take on it, and this um, this very just mournfulness that after this giant crazy. Ride on this fucking chopper out of hell, bat out of like a bat out of hell. This this were kind of closing. You can kind of see that where the uh, where Jim Steinman really had inspiration, and they came from a musical and a you know a stage a Broadway background, and it definitely had an influence. And this almost feels like this should be a musical, which it actually is in production to be. It was turned into a musical. There's a store There was a touring show called Bat Out of Hell, which is going to be part of my deep dive. I have to do it. I'm going to try and see if I can find a copy of it to listen to it and watch it if I can find some videos because I think it'd be awesome. This is a great story that I would really love to see visualized. I mean, if it does so well, if it just, uh, continues to do well on stage, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll put it out on and uh, make it a movie. I'd really like to see that. Um, you know, this the song just has a nice, even, even as it's uh, finishing up, the song really has a nice uh, for the full album a nice still pushes through and shows uh, the range of Meatloaf's voice. And uh I cut a couple notes here is that uh it reminds me of the memory cat from memory from cats, where it kinda has that very subtle piano build in and it gives us instant closure. But I will say up until the very end of the song, you really hear his voice, not even strained, but you can hear like the the, the will and the drive in the vocals to just keep pushing and pushing. And it he just pushes it until the very end. The very, very end where it's uh when you crying out loud, you know I love you. And it's just very just this, You can just see the composure just kind of wrap up with the hands. So I just going to like pinch it off, like all done. And I'll tell you, this is uh Meatloaf Battle to Hell. This album It have to be an eight out of ten, nine out of ten. Um Honestly, man, for honestly, guys, for originality or not for originality for. uh, For me, it's hard to give a 10 because a 10 has to be perfect. Every song I love it is on constant repeat. I don't like to do that a lot. And this is pushing this is really. This is really hard to not give it a 10. And even so, a a nine is a little bit up there, but this is a solid eight, 8.5, This is pushing up to there. And it'd be very hard to not push it up to a ten, except for a couple songs. Uh, I haven't listened to all of the sec- of the sequel, Bad Out of Hell two. Uh, I'll tell you, I would do anything for love. I love that song, so if it keeps pushing that way, maybe that'll get a ten. But who knows? You know, guys, checking in, uh, keep checking in and follow up for uh, more episodes. We'll see where we go from there. But you know, guys, thank you so much. That was it for this week's episode of Vinyl Divers. Continue to support the network. Check out. All the other shows on our podcast network we have podcasts for everyone keep an eye out for more content coming from me uh you know there's a patreon coming soon we're gonna open that up don't forget check over to my uh jump over to my facebook uh vinyl divers podcast where i'm gonna be doing some polls so you guys can help decide more future episodes and as well uh head over to my instagram at vinyl divers podcast you want to email me send me requests or anything specific you'd want to hear it is Vinyl divers podcast at gmail.com and last and always don't forget to follow the network at BICBP network on Instagram and BICBP radio on Twitter don't forget